Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number 11. We talked last time about what to think about if you were thinking of getting a bird and bringing him home. Today, we're actually going to focus on uh, bringing the bird home and now what to do. You've gotten that bird, and what are we going to do now that that bird is in our home? There's quite a bit to focus on. So we talked last time about what you would think about if you were going to get a bird and what type of bird you might want to focus on and what bird would fit your family and your lifestyle best. Now, in this podcast, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you've gone out, you've either adopted or purchased a bird, and now that bird is in your home. Um, You bring that bird home and it's the start of a wonderful adventure for you. Uh, You and your bird are going to live a long time in this house together, and it's really important that you acclimate this bird. Uh, Birds are very much creatures of habit, and when you change their environment, it can be very upsetting to them. So don't expect everything to be perfect right away. Um, You want to get that bird into your home and make him feel comfortable. The best way to do that is to take some of the things that that bird has had in his environment before, perhaps at a shelter or at a store or at the breeder and bring those familiar things, including the familiar food that that bird has been on. Um, Maybe it's not the best diet in the world and that's fine. We can work on that later and bring those items and that food into his or her new cage and make it so that that bird recognizes something familiar in the environment. Remember, this bird is going to be overwhelmed. You're a new person. Perhaps, you know, you live with other people. You have family members. It's a a new home, a new cage, a new environment, new sounds, new smells, new sights. All of these things can be really overwhelming to a bird. So when you first bring the bird home, you want to have the cage set up in advance so that you're not fumbling around in the cage as you try to get the bird in there. Um, Gently open the carrier, whatever the bird is in. Maybe it's a, a little bird in a box or maybe it's a large bird in a carrier. And let that bird just go right into that cage. That cage has to be a familiar and a safe place ultimately for that bird, a place that the bird likes to spend time. You don't want it to be a prison or jail or a place of punishment. So you have to make it attractive. And the best thing you can do is put those toys or whatever familiar objects that your bird knew from before in the cage in advance. Um, And then put some of the bird's familiar food, even if it's, again, not the most ideal thing to start. 
into the cage and let that bird just sit there and look around and take it all in. Um, don't try to handle the bird right away. Don't, uh, you know, don't approach the cage and stick your face right up at the cage and start talking really loudly. Let the bird just kind of sit there, look around, familiarize himself with his surroundings, hear new sounds, see new sights, uh, just kind of get used to things. Perhaps put him in a quiet room Somewhere maybe there's not as much crazy traffic. I mean, it, the, the bird ultimately may end up in a place where there's a lot of traffic in your house. Perhaps it's a really social bird. You know, there are some species like cockatoos and uh, African greys and, and other birds that really need a lot of uh, human contact and a lot of attention. But when you first bring the bird home, you want to do this gradually. So... If you have children in the house, try to keep them kind of calm, particularly if they're young children, not too loud, not too crazy running around. If you have other pets in the house, like uh, dogs, you don't want a loud barking dog. Remember, the dog is a predator, same as a cat. Um, even if they're friendly pets, you don't really want them up against the cage that might freak out the new bird. So do this slowly over a period of days. Let the bird acclimate to his surroundings. And, you know, gradually you do, you do want to spend time with the bird Maybe you don't want to um, force the bird to come out of his cage onto your hand or, or somewhere else at first. Maybe just do the talking in the cage at the beginning. Um, you know, you can go close to the cage, let the bird see your face, let the bird um, hear your voice. Birds are very responsive to their owners and they will recognize who's taking care of them. Um, talk in a soothing, quiet voice. Um, birds, though, do like high-pitched sounds in general and do respond to uh, tones that are higher. So if you're saying his name uh, or her name, you may want to say it in the same tone over and over again, like bird, bird, like that. I mean, again, those are sounds that birds hear, that tone birds definitely respond to. So teach the bird his name. Um, maybe you don't have the bird's name yet. Maybe you need to, you know, figure out what this bird's personality is like before you name the bird. But do start using some of the same words over and over again if you want to treat teach the bird um, certain things like saying you know his name again if the bird is uh, amenable to coming out of the cage letting him stand at the threshold of the cage right at the open door uh, for a while and then eventually trying to train him over a period of time maybe this bird's been handled uh, and is comfortable standing on your hand uh, you can try but um, if the bird isn't comfortable stepping up onto your hand you may just even want to take a, a favorite food item and hand it to the bird through the cage bars at first and then maybe let him stand at the open uh, cage door threshold and hand him a little treat that way and ultimately teach him that to get that treat he needs to step onto one open hand to reach the other one that's holding the treat. So that's something that can take weeks to train a bird. So at the beginning you just want him to be comfortable to see that his cage is a place of, of safety, of comfort. Um, you don't want to overwhelm that bird with a, dozens of toys, a couple toys in the cage. And again, if there are familiar items, familiar toys from his last environment, that's great. If he didn't have those, then, um, you know, offer him a couple different toys, maybe of, of different textures or different colors. Um, some birds like to chew on wood. Um, some birds like cork. Some birds like paper. Uh, different species have different needs. You know, cockatoos are real chewers. Amazons can be real chewers. Um, I have a Pionis parrot, and he's had the same toys in his cage for years and years because he's not really a chewer. Um, it really just depends on the species of bird and, and also on the personality of the bird. So let your bird be your guide. Um, 
offer him different textures and colors and see what he gravitates to. And then you can offer him other toys um, that are similar to the ones that he gravitates to. I know I have a cockatoo. I talk about him a lot in these podcasts. Um, I have bought him so many different toys through the years, and he really only likes one particular toy. And it's just uh, a bunch of wooden sticks that kind of stick out of a round ball. They're all different colors. And I really, over the years, have learned that I do not need to spend a lot of money buying him all kinds of fancy toys because all he really wants is those sticks and he chews them and he's happy and I have wasted lots of money on lots of other things so but the point is that we all have preferences Um, we have preferences for food we have preferences for clothing we have preferences for colored things you know different we all have different uh, preferences and so do birds so get to know your bird and see what he or she gravitates toward in terms of textures and colors and sounds um, and sights and tastes in terms of food and then go with that so um, I think when you first get your bird home it's really getting to know you Um, your bird is getting to know you too and and he doesn't know that you know you're well-intentioned and if you have a bird from a shelter maybe that bird has had a bad experience with people before there's a trust that has to be built a bond uh, that needs to be solidified there and that bird has to learn that you're the caretaker, you're the person who provides food, who provides uh, entertainment and toys and, and you know, some birds are afraid to be left alone. And, and I do believe leaving some kind of noise, even if it's quiet noise on in the room when you're out. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the television. I like uh, to leave st- uh, something on TV so my bird can watch and also hear. Um, some people just leave music on. Either way, birds are acclimated to sound um, and that way they're not feeling alone remember that these birds in the wild are very very social and they're used to lots of sound and a lot of activity and then you know we stick them in cages at home and typically unless you have more than one bird or you're home all the time that bird is going to spend some time in his cage alone and you really want that cage to be a place of safety and happiness so providing a tv or music or you know something else that provides the bird some comfort and some company is very very important um I want to focus also on on food. Uh, you know, again, I, I do think that pellets should be the staple of the bird's diet. Um, all too often, birds come in from uneducated uh, stores or from previous uh, breeders who who have been feeding birds seeds for years and, and don't understand how important it is that the bird's diet really should be a, a pellet-based diet. Um, we know that pellets are nutritionally complete and they're balanced. They contain all the nutrients that a bird needs to live. Um, Um, Birds don't have to have just pellets in their diet. Ideally, I say 60 to 70% of the diet should be pellets. The other third or so can be uh, fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, cooked pasta, little bits of cooked egg, cooked meat. Seeds is a treat. Nuts is a treat. I like to use seeds and nuts as training tools too. If you're trying to teach the bird to come out of his cage, to do a trick, um, to step onto your hand, to step off your hand. Um, Most birds really do like seeds and nuts and I like to use those as training tools. Ideally, I don't use them in the cage so much as, you know, treats that are just left there. Um, But, you know, different birds are different, so you have to figure out what motivates your bird for training. But if your bird's coming in on an all-seed diet, it is important to focus on converting to pellets. This can be very challenging, um, and that's why it's great now. Zupreme has focused a lot of energy on trying to provide tools to bird owners to help convert birds off of high-fat seed and nut diets onto more nutritious pelleted diets. Um, If you 
go to zupreme.com, there is a drop-down menu on there under pellet conversion, and we have actually filmed video um, and have written out uh, in words and little pictures as well, all kinds of steps um, to and different methods to convert your birds from uh, an unhealthy all-seed high-fat diet to a pelleted diet. And there are different methods that work, work differently, you know, and work better for certain types of birds and certain types of people. And, and you know, you have to go visit that uh, website to go see what's right for your bird. I also encourage you to talk to your veterinarian um, or veterinary staff or breeders who've done this because they have experience and they'll help you realize that this can take, uh, this pellet conversion process can take uh, weeks to even months for some birds. Some birds will lose weight. I, I usually say up to 10% of their body weight they can lose. Um, but if you're doing it and you're weighing the birds and you're p keeping track of the, the, the number of droppings the birds make um, and you're doing it either in a gradual way, many people are only comfortable doing it gradually so you're still providing the bird some of his old food as you transition to the new food um, other people want to do it a little more quickly as long as the bird uh, continues to eat and doesn't starve himself I mean there are some birds that will go several hours even a day or two without eating much and and that's okay um, as long as it doesn't go on longer than that and, and certainly you can seek the advice of your veterinarian if you're concerned but I would tell you that focusing on uh, diet conversion once your bird has acclimated to his new surroundings I wouldn't do this right away but after you know a week or two and as long as the bird is comfortable and acclimating you can start to transition to a better diet if your bird happens to come into your home on an unhealthy diet you want to establish good habits with your bird in your home whether they're uh, good habits in terms of uh, interacting with you uh, you know uh, not biting stepping onto your hand being responsive to your voice or good habits in terms of eating these are things that you want to do right from the start because as I mentioned earlier, birds are creatures of habit. And if you let them get into bad habits, it's much harder to undo a bad habit than it is to establish a good habit from the beginning. Um, you do also want to acclimate your bird to different people. Um, a lot of people notice that birds will gravitate toward particular people in their, in their homes, um, particularly the people who feed and take care of them. I think people in the house can all have different roles. So typically, if there are multiple family members, um, one person might be the feeder, um, one person might be the bather. So one person might bring the food in the morning, one person might bring the food in the evening, um, one person may be the person who uh, spritzes the bird with a plant mister if the bird likes that, or takes the bird into the shower with him. We focused a lot in our previous podcast about how to acclimate your bird to the shower. So that's really you know a nice thing. A nice bonding experience to getting a shower perch and bringing your bird slowly, getting him acclimated to being in the bathroom where there's mist and, and humidity from a shower and even sitting on a shower perch that suction cups to the wall at the back of the shower. So these are all things that... Um, you can assign to different people in the house so that everybody has a different role to interact with that bird. I do think the best adapted birds, the uh, the most uh, amenable to living in a household with multiple people are those that have been trained to interact with different people. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times people's schedules change. Um, new people come in and out of the house, whether it's visitors at the holidays or there's a new baby in the house or a parent, an older parent moves into a home 
home. Uh, you know, we all go through life changes and birds aren't always the best at adapting to life changes. So um, positively interacting with that bird in the presence of that new person, say you have a new spouse uh, or, or a new significant other in your home, um, feeding your bird a treat in the presence of that new person or even having that new person feed your bird a treat so that that bird uh, recognizes the new person as somebody favorable, as a good person. Um, there are birds like African greys who are notorious for this who pick out particular individuals in the house and bond to that one individual and get very, very jealous when that individual is in the room uh, around the other people. Um, you know, there are definitely times when birds will attack significant others, new significant others or new people in the house. And that's when training is really, really important. So using those food items that your bird absolutely loves and um, not giving those food items in the cage freely, but really using them for training and saving them for, say, that new person who comes into the house. And um, if, if that bird is acting aggressive to that new person, having that new person just feed that treat through the bars of the cage at first, ultimately opening the cage door and letting the bird uh, on his own, at his own pace come out of the cage, but maybe just sitting there and feeding him a treat at the, at the cage door, at the threshold there at the cage door and having that person be the source of those treats for that bird. Um, it builds a bond of trust with that new person and the bird. Um, that bird comes to see that uh, new person's hand as the source of that delicious treat. And it can take a while, but it's really, really important. Having birds uh, be adaptable to new people in the environment is very important because many birds will get very stressed out. They'll start to scream. They'll pick their feathers. They may lunge. They'll develop behavior problems if they're not used to change in their environment. Um, I tell the story frequently of a bird who started to feather pick just dramatically, uh, picked all over, and, and the owner brought the bird in. Um, she was very, very distressed that this bird, you know, nothing seemed to have changed with this bird. He was eating, he was active, but he was just picking and, and just seemed to be a mess. And, and this was very, very sudden. So we did a big workup on the bird, blood testing and, and stool analysis and x-rays and all this stuff. And we couldn't find anything wrong with the bird. And it wasn't until the owner realized that she actually had just subtly changed the position of the bird's cage in the room. Uh, it was still in the same room, but she moved it over onto, you know, a wall adjacent to the wall while it was sitting in for years and this really upset the bird to the point that the bird just picked out all his feathers so it was a subtle change like that realize that birds are very very sensitive to changes in their environment so getting him used to an environment and even sometimes subtly changing it I mean certainly not immediately after your bird is home but ultimately being able to move your bird's cage around a little bit um, being able to train that bird to step up on your hand using those food treats as we said going slowly and bringing him to to uh, other stations in the house, perhaps like a tea stand or another cage in another room. Um, I have a Pionis parrot who I talk about a lot and for years he understands that he has a sleeping cage. Um, he spends all day long in our family room uh, downstairs in my house and he watches TV when I'm not home. And then at night he knows that when I take him upstairs, the minute I take him upstairs, um, we do, you know, hang out in my bedroom for a little bit and then I may be reading, it's quiet time. And then when I turn off the light, he knows it's time to go to sleep. He's in his sleeping cage. The light goes off. He chirps at me goodnight and then he's silent till the morning until I turn the lights on. So getting birds used to different areas of the house, different rooms, um, and, and understanding that there may be different purposes for those different cages. You know, um, 
that's a really good thing to do too. That's something that happens slowly over time. Um, if you have children in your house, I think that at the beginning, if they're young children, you have to teach the children not to be crazy and loud. Don't bring that barking dog, as I mentioned before, over. Get your bird used to being in the house first and then supervise the interaction of uh, your younger children or your louder, larger, more predatory pets like cats and dogs around your birds. Um, I have lived happily in a house with uh, birds and dogs and cats and all kinds of animals for years and years. So you absolutely can have different kinds of pets in the house, but you have to realize that you can't all have them out all interacting freely together. Um, birds are prey species. Dogs and cats are predators, and you do have to realize that even the most well-intentioned dogs and cats who may just want to pick up the, the bird and play with it could really inflict harm. So you have to do this gradual introduction of the pets, and maybe it means having your dog on a leash just um, sit quietly in the room with your bird when you first get that bird home and giving your dog a treat in the presence of the bird so that the, the dog starts to learn that the bird is a good thing too. It's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to attack. Um, so it's about training your new pets to your bird as well as training your bird to your old pets. Um, it goes both ways. So taking time and spending time really, um, you know, you don't want to get your bird home at a time that you're going out of town. So you don't want to bring your new bird into your house and then suddenly go on vacation or suddenly change jobs or, you know, uh, has change your shift at work. When you bring your bird home, you want to be able to spend time with that bird. Um, like any other pet, you know, birds need time to get used to you. This bird doesn't know you, even if you're the, they're going to be the primary caretaker, showing the bird that you you are the one who is going to bring the food, who's going to change the cage, who's going to give the bath. Whatever it is you're going to do in your bird's life, having that bird get to know you and trust you, it's very important. And you don't want to overwhelm the bird with all kinds of change at the beginning, many, many different people, many toys, many pets, all the things we just mentioned. So patience. I think too many times people uh, get frustrated and they want everything to be perfect right away. It doesn't happen that way with birds. You have to give them time. Um, um, they're very, very responsive to um, to training if you give them time. So even training them to accept a new toy in their cage. Some birds absolutely freak out when you change their toys. Uh, I joke about my Pionis parrot. Again, I mentioned before, he doesn't like to chew a lot of things, but he has certain toys that have been hanging in his cage for 20 years. And he doesn't chew them up, but they are his cage furniture and he likes them exactly where he likes them. So I don't move them. I don't mess with them. Um, that's what he's used to. And he does notice if I try to move something or change something. So starting with a couple of toys, seeing what your bird likes, um, even seeing what your bird likes to watch. I know that my bird loves television. I mean, when I first moved into my home, I didn't have TV. This is when I first, you know, moved into my house more than 20 years ago when I first got my bird. He had been used to watching TV at my previous house. And when I moved, I didn't have cable for, you know, the first uh, week or so. And my bird was horribly depressed and stopped eating. So looking to see, you know, what sound your bird responds to as soon as I, I got the TV back on and I put my bird's favorite uh, you know cartoons on he likes lots of color and lots of action and, and many birds do respond to color birds see in color so if you have a color TV even if it's a little one putting on something that's colorful like cartoons or kids shows many birds are very responsive to that it may not be necessarily what you would watch when you're in the room but if you're outside the room and you want to keep your bird entertained it, it's something that often is very entertaining for birds so 
seeing what your bird responds to, certain kinds of sounds, certain colors, whether it's watching something. Some birds love to be near the window. Um, some birds love to look outside and sunshine is a really great psychological stimulant for birds. I do think it's important. Uh, I've mentioned previously in podcasts that, um, Birds need UV light to make vitamin D in their skin, which will help them absorb calcium from their food, from those wonderful pellets that you're going to convert your bird to. Um, and too many birds indoors don't have UV light. Unfortunately, while putting your bird's cage next to a window is very important, psychologically getting that sunlight, the glass filters out the UV, fil the UV uh, rays that are really important in forming that vitamin D in your bird's skin. So you do want to have an ultraviolet light indoors. And so some birds are freaked out by that light at the beginning, but getting your bird acclimated to having a UV light on is very important. Maybe you only put it on for a few minutes a day at the beginning, and then you gradually work your way up to several hours a day. I generally recommend about 10 hours a day, a normal sort of daylight cycle for a bird if, if the bird were outside. So even working your way, having your bird work his way uh, up to 10 hours a day and getting used to being under a light, it's very, very important. But certainly having your bird by a window where he can look out, it's sort of of like a, a nature's TV, I guess. Um, that's great as long as your bird isn't looking out on a whole host of, you know, hawks or coyotes running around or something that's going to be fearful to your bird. Um, I have lived in urban environments for a long time and, and my birds love to look outside and they'll see planes go by and they'll see all kinds of things and that's just what they know. So it just depends on your bird's personality and you may need to try things, but having a bird by a window can be wonderfully entertaining to a bird who's home alone for many hours a day. Um, but just remember again, not every bird is the same. We all have preferences. So you do need to get to know your bird's own personality and trying different things, whether it's a food, uh, a toy, uh, you know, something to watch, something to listen to. These are all things that you will get to know uh, your bird as he spends time in your home, what he seems to be most responsive to, what he seems to be afraid of, um, what seems to upset him. And birds will let you know by vocalizing loudly if they're in distress in some way. So those are all things things that as you get to know your bird, you'll see. And if you have more than one bird in your house, you'll see that they're all very, very different. Birds have different personalities. If you haven't had a bird before, you may not appreciate this until you actually start to pay attention to this in your home. Um, and if you have questions about things you may want to try with your birds um, in terms of training or diet or uh, certain uh, activities in your house, uh, for example, you know, having new people come into your home or um, changing cages or what cages might be best. Those are questions you certainly should ask um, somebody with experience. So seeking out your veterinarian or your breeder or someone who's raised these birds um, and is knowledgeable about how to do this. Don't be afraid to ask. There are really great resources out there for acclimating a bird to your home. Um, don't be frustrated either. Some birds are very social and go right into a home and they're great within a day or two. And other birds are really, really fearful or stressed or loud um, or shy and don't necessarily want to interact with you for weeks. And that eventually that will go away. But just be persistent and don't be impatient. Um, you know, dogs and cats can take a long time to train. Um, there's all kinds of puppy classes and, and all kinds of training classes for traditional pets like dogs and cats not necessarily for birds, and, and that's something you have to work on in your own home. So I do think it's important that um, you just 
remember the key is patience and if you're going to bring a bird into your home do it at a time that you have the time to to share um, and set aside that extra time you will not be sorry you will get back from that bird incredible love if you just show time and patience and let him get to know you as you get to know him so I hope that uh, those tips have helped you today in creating the best environment you can for your bird, um, somewhere safe and secure, uh, a place that he can spend many, many years and you can enjoy him. Um, just remember that throughout these Zoo Nation episodes, um, you can follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask me specific questions about your bird. I mean, maybe you've just brought a new bird home and you have a challenging situation going on at home. I can answer those questions. So go to check out the Zupreme Facebook page. You'll also see some sneak peeks to episodes you may have missed there as well. And if you have any questions, don't forget you can contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. I'm Dr. Lori Hess, and I thank you so much for listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.